0: Welcome to Waiting on the Bonus Points, a fantasy Premier League podcast brought to you by the Herald Sports Desk. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Waiting on the Bonus Points. I'm here in the studio with Jack Ball. Good morning. Baron Cross. Good morning. And of course I'm David Monday, And a bit of a weird week this week because we come into our podcast with basically no action yeah. in the Premier League to talk about. It feels a bit... It was like a last year, like yesterday. It's sort of flown by, hasn't it? Yeah, it's, it's very the strange. excitement for the next game You must be week.
1: relieved, though. No, no forfeit for you this week. Ah, well, yeah, <laughs> exactly. lemon
0: juice. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that is true. That,
0: I, I should probably mention on the podcast, because last week it didn't really come across. Because the, the forfeit was actually all right in the immediate moment. The first taste of the lemon juice was kind of okay. Then the aftertaste was a bit throaty. and But then I was fine. But then it was the walk home afterwards where... It felt like something was crawling up my throat. I could just feel the stomach acid levels rising, and yeah, tea that night wasn't very fun either. So, so is, that, is, that, is that the same yeah.
2: feeling you get on a Sunday night when it's oh, a bad game week?
0: Yeah, yeah that, it was just like a creeping up your throat. It was a physical embodiment of what yeah. tends to happen in those in those moments. So yeah, I'm glad there's no forfeit this week. Um, obviously, we've had we've had, but but things have still happened. There's still things we can talk about. Of course, we've had an international break, as much as it pains us to say. We've also had transfer deadline day as well. So I mean, let's. I mean, we like to talk about personal highlights and lowlights, I've still stuck <laughs> that in this week, because actually I'd like to say that my personal highlight of there being no Premier League football, obviously is no forfeit, but just no stress, you have sat there, just go, I actually like the week off, if I'm honest, you know, the change no, is as good I as like the rest. I like it, I like the momentum. I, I hated it. Oh, you, you hated being hate off.
1: Well, just when you get to a Sunday, and don't get me wrong, I'm a big non-Lower League football fan, as an Argos supporter, but when you go on Super Sunday and it's Portsmouth versus Rotherham you sort of wish the league was back I
2: think what it comes down to is like that the, 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 people like watching a football match knowing they've got something riding on it which of yeah. course is why betting is so popular in mean, FPL I think the success of FPL comes down to watching a match there's no financial investment in in most cases but you're watching it and you know you've got a reason to sort of yeah. enjoy it or you're rooting for somebody so I think when you go through a weekend and without having any football to really properly root for yeah. us, you kind of want it. You
1: don't just sort of you. calm down to it when it kicks off again.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's true. I mean, and uh, another handy thing, of course, is the transfer market has kind of calmed down, which is also finally, nice. finally, yeah. Because obviously, we talked last week about the fact that people just stop making transfers. Mm-hmm. Like you've got ten days until the next game. Hopefully the prices have sort of slowed down. Exactly. It, we it's haven't had a price changes. rise in maybe four days. Uh, we're recording this on a Tuesday, so things may change on on the Wednesday, but. Uh, there's been some price falls, but they're not really anyone that anyone's got. Um, I think they're more just kind the of. De Bruyne is still nine or... nine, isn't he? That's right, yeah. Jeez. And, and Prowse is still five four. Kane's still
2: hanging in at twelve five.
0: Yeah, he's still twelve five. Uh, predictions suggest he could be twelve four by the end of the weekend, I but his goals for England might just oh, yeah. kind of. That, that's it, it's touch and go at this point. It was not so
2: ironic that September
0: 1st he yeah. just pops up with two cops. <laughs> of course, it was Malta, but you know, we can forget about that.
2: But still, I mean, but I mean, it's, it's, we've touched upon it before, haven't we? The statistics are there. It's yeah. amazing
0: that he hasn't scored yet, it's, it's staggering.
1: Mad. And it's fantastic that he, he recognises that. He yeah, he put a, put a joke a on yeah. was Yeah, I, I, I like to
0: see the human side of footballers. Yeah, that was nice. Um, so, other thing, of course, we've had is deadline day, and I feel like there's a bit more to sink our teeth into at this stage. Mm. Um, we're going to talk a little bit later just to kind of round up who did well in the international break, because we don't really feel that it's relevant to talk about at the beginning, because obviously everyone's playing in different systems, but it's good to know. So, but what is obviously more important is deadline day. Um, we did a story last week, five big talking points for for me anyway. We'll discuss those now. We're going to start with someone who were quite excited to have moved on deadline day, which is Wilfred Boney. And of course, obviously his new Swansea teammate, um, Renato Sanchez, both going to Swansea. Um, personally, I think that's going to make Swansea a decent prospect over the next couple of weeks. What do you guys think?
2: Yeah, I think um, uh, Sanchez is a bit of an unknown quantity, don't we? We, we? we don't. I mean, until the weekend, we won't know how advanced he's going to play. But I think based on his history, he's going to play a little bit deeper, and he'll be maybe a ball carrier from midfield. But as you say, crucially, it's hopefully going to mean that people like Carroll, Fair, yep. uh, Abraham are going to be far more productive now. They're going to be sort of have the shackles taken off, if you yeah. like. And, Sanchez will hopefully provide them with a little bit more um, more ball. The great thing is Claude McAuley of course is on the coaching stuff there. Yes, and Sam, Sam Clucas alluded to that when he signed. Yes, exactly. he, was, uh, he said that there's no better place to be than with Claude Yeah. The, the battery and the watch, exactly. as, as Ranieri called him. It's yeah. sort of
1: like what Matich has done for Manchester United, isn't it? It's allowed yeah. other players to excel and Man really benefited from that. And the good thing about Bonnie is he's only 6 million. Yeah. When you've got someone like Mounier, who I've got, who's not performing, <laughs> it's very tempting to... I know you don't know what sort of form he's going to be in and he was, didn't have particularly a good spell in front of goal when he was at Stoke. So I'll int- I- wait, a, you know, a week or two. Mm, but yeah, Six is so, yeah. so definitely enough to turn your attention and think, you know, keep your eyes on the. I'm way
2: fingers way. crossed that he's not going to affect Abraham. I think yes. they'll, if and when Boney does get fit, they'll play together, and I think it'd be
0: IU that misses out. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I, you've touched on it, Jack. I think the key thing is with Swansea as well. We would all like to encourage people to to look at them. Uh, definitely wait in terms, of, in terms of Boney, because some people still have Abraham. Um, so you know, it will I'd be, be amazed if Bony plays starts the weekend. Yeah, yeah. So would I. Um, and you know, if you've got Tom Carroll already, like I've got, then maybe more likely to start him because he's uh, he is uh, a little bit like Pogba in the sense that I, he's the kind of player who, who excels if he can go forward. But yeah, if he's I've got a as
2: well, so yeah. So,
0: you know, Swansea players. If you've got them, keep them. If you don't have any yet, just see how they get on. But certainly have them on your radar. Um, next. Uh, person we're talking about is uh, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain going to Liverpool, because lots of people see £6.0 million, uh, 6, 6, 6. million for a Liverpool midfielder and just snap straight at it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, lying underneath that, some, you know... Well, he's he's going to play central midfield, isn't he? Yeah. He's not
2: really going to figure in the final third, I don't think. Yeah. He's going to be very much competing with Vinaldum and, and Chan for a, a slot alongside Henderson. And I think it, it's going to continue to be about Mane, Salah, Firmino and... Coutinho, who I'm assuming now will will play some part because he's not going to sit on the bench because it's a World <laughs> Cup year, so yeah, exactly. he will have to play at some stage as well. But yeah, I don't think Ox
0: will be a an asset. I mean, he, he might not even start. Is, exactly, is the yeah, his start
2: isn't even assured. So. Yeah,
0: and, and we, when you look at Henderson, Chan, and uh, Vinaglum, they're just they're so far away from Liverpool's output. It's yeah. unbelievable. And yeah. um, I mean, it will be interesting to see where he plays because obviously he wants to play in the middle and presumably. The reason he moved to Liverpool because of Chelsea is I because so, he'll yeah. have that chance. Mm. But you know, Klopp loves a bit of rotation, so you won't be surprised to be popped up somewhere wide, which might yes. help. But uh, I, mean, I
2: suppose it'll be a good subject in a couple of weeks to discuss Champions League and how that's going to affect our um, our teams. Because that, I mean, that is really going to put the cat of the picture, isn't it? With yeah. five Premier League sides in the Champions League, all of us are quite heavy on each of those teams. And yeah. It's going to be an absolute nightmare when rotation starts. <laughs>
1: yeah. Also Liverpool away, Manchester City as well. It's a bit. It's a bit easier to yeah, not point, rush into buying you know, a Liverpool player when they're playing such a tough team. With yeah. Home.
0: Yeah. Definitely. The next one that we're talking about is not actually a signing, um, but is the fact that there wasn't a signing. Oh it's yes. Newcastle. Oh you know, yeah. We said at the beginning of the season, Rob Elliot, probably get him in for now because we've always said spend less on your goalkeepers. That's what the best managers do. You can spend the money elsewhere. So if Rob Elliott's going to start get him but always be aware that Benitez has said he wants to buy a new publicly, goalkeeper publicly was pursuing a goalkeeper yeah. and did did not buy one for whatever reason we don't know whether or not that's because he likes Elliot Sorry, or... I'll be here for 20 minutes if we talk about Newcastle <laughs> transfer policy but, but it's, it's good news for FBI managers isn't it because we it now know that news. we've got a four million goalkeeper I
2: suppose we can talk about the, other, the elephant in the room later <laughs> on but um yeah the uh, Rob Elliott is, is certainly a, it's a fantastic result isn't it I mean not for me as a Newcastle fan <laughs> but Elliot uh, Elliot's a good keeper to be fair and I was surprised that Rafa wanted to go and get somebody because we've got Freddie Woodman who did so well uh, in the summer with England um, and of course Carl Darlow's around so I don't think yeah. he needed one and I think Elliot over time will almost become a bit of a pick figure perhaps I Could think be. he's either going to get clean sheets which he proved at the weekend but I think uh, over the long term we're, we're not going to get too many of those but hopefully we'll <laughs> get a few save points and for, yeah. for 4 million though, that's what I think, I think like you say the point is you're not bringing him in to bring in no. oceans of points no. it's because he's going to play for you every week and he's an enabler yeah it's, it's points per money spent
0: where yeah. he's relevant isn't it and, yeah. if, and
1: if you're brave enough to have both Elliot and Mbemba and play them both that's £8 million and if they keep a clean sheet that's, yeah. that's what and it's entirely it's
0: plausible that they might do I mean we discussed last week um, they've got Swansea coming up they've got Brighton coming up and they've got uh, Stoke coming up in the next, th- they're the next three fixtures. The fixtures are very good, yeah. So, entirely plausible that, you know, um, clean sheets could continue. I think the great thing is it just means you don't have to worry about Elliot anymore. If you, the worst thing is when you've got a player you know you're probably only going to have for three or four weeks because you know that at some stage you're going to have to get him out. But with Elliot now, of course, you know you can just leave him there and you can sort out some of the areas yeah. of your team. So, speaking of Newcastle goalkeepers, you have alluded to the fact that you've got coming out of your ears. Mm. Um Tim Krull has gone on loan yeah, to Brighton. Yeah, he's gone,
2: yeah. He's, he's also four million at Brighton. And, Which is uh, a steal,
0: possibly. Yeah, I think based
2: on the way that Ryan started, the um, the Australian fellow, I don't think he started too well nah. down there. So I think that's why uh, Chris Hewitt's move for, for Krull, Krull of course, was uh, was in Hewitt's Newcastle side whilst yeah. he was up in the North East. So, uh, I think on his day, I mean, Crawls Kru- taken him—he did his knee a couple of years ago, and since then, just been a bit of a long road back, and his stopped yeah. us forward a little bit. But back in the day, you know, when under Pardew, Krul was, I think, in the top five keepers in the league. Yeah, I'd agree. So if Brighton can get their act together, I think, like you say, Crawls a big asset there for people.
0: And don't forget uh, the World Cup as well, uh, when yes. he came yeah. on for Holland yeah. and saved tenancy three tenancy specialist. penalties. I think it was. Yeah. So you know, he's and and that's for a goalkeeper, that's the the Best pinnacle point. So. Um, I think that the key thing with Cruel is that while people might look at Brighton and think well they haven't had the best of starts why should I bring in a, a goalkeeper for them but you know as you said Ryan's not had a good start. Cruel no. um, I think we can probably all agree from what we've seen if he's on his best yeah. he's a better goalkeeper yeah. and would therefore improve their chances of keeping a clean sheet but because they haven't started too well in terms of possession and chances conceded he will have lots of saves to make so like Elliot could be another Pickford figure. That's
1: the thing, defending is such a dying art and there's so many of the big teams not keeping clean sheets that sometimes it's better to go for one of the kids that are going to be kept busy yes. just to get the save points
0: yeah exactly especially if you're trying to save money as well exactly.
2: the risk is so much higher like by spending five and a half in De Gea if he loses his clean sheet like that, that's just money completely wasted Like yeah, it. it's just such a hard thing to bank on isn't it a yeah. clean
0: sheet yeah. but as we found out with uh, West Brom yeah. last week so oh, that's not good about still that. not over
1: that <laughs> still <laughs> over
0: <at Aghazi. laughs> still, no, still no, not over no. that uh, and then finally then just one final talking point for the deadline day is the fact that Spurs signed Serge Aurier uh, finally after like three years of being linked with Arsenal <laughs> um, probably spells the end for Kieran Trippier as a regular starter yeah. he could become he could become cut price later on if uh, Aurier ends up getting injured but um, you know we, we've been talking a, a little bit um, in the office about the fact that Spurs probably going to be playing with five at the back three at the back yes. however you want to say yeah. um, so but, but Serge Aurier is six million so for me, what that says is Ben Davis is you've got to be a go to now. Yeah. There's, there's no alternative in that defence because already is the same price as the rest of those defenders. I think there's Davinson Sanchez coming at six million as well.
2: I would assume so in yeah. that
0: check to be honest. So, you know, another interesting one there, although of course, you know, Spurs still a little bit of a unknown quantity, especially mm-hmm. at home.
2: Yeah, I think I think over time, will um, Spurs will hopefully become more of a, a sound team to, to back in defence. Obviously, last season they were fantastic at the back, and when Davis and Trippier became available at under five million, everybody was jumping on them. So up, the prices have obviously been inflated now. So I think, like you say, at least in in the medium term, Davis is the man to go to yeah. if you want to get in the Spurs defence. Five uh, their, 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 fi- their fixtures are improving, so yeah. next few weeks is a good time to be with Spurs. But like I say, long term, all being well, you would think it's going to be Auray and Rose but um, but yeah sort of make the most of
0: Davis now if, if you can yeah yeah that's a good uh, good piece of advice there so that rounds off what we're going to talk about deadline day i've got a question on the on the plan here i don't know i I guess i think i don't know what the answer to this question is did england's performances over the international break change anyone's fpl plans and the reason i ask is because apparently the figure is still rising 129 people have bought eric Dyer for their team since he scored for england so what are your thoughts on that <laughs> no
1: there's there's a short answer i mean Shockingly, as a, as a sports journalist, I didn't watch either of the <laughs> England Games mainly because I, I had alternative plans. But I was already—if I was going to make a transfer or use a wild card, i was already looking at Kane. So his goals from it hasn't changed my view on that. I would always look to bring him in. Now August is out of the way, and I just—you just can't base anything when, when a team's playing Malta. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. You know, how how can you base anything on that? Um, I, so no, England's performance has not made a, a jot difference to what my
2: plans are. Yeah, I, I feel a little bit better about Harry Kane. Like yeah, it, it's like like Jack says, I'm not going to read too much into it, but just to see the man strike a football <laughs> into a net <laughs> makes me feel better about life, knowing that yeah. he can still do it. Yeah. So, I think we we always knew the underlying statistics prove that, that that Kane will will come good at some stage. Yeah. And now it's September. Hopefully that will happen. So it's good to see that he got off the mark with England and.
1: Hopefully that will continue. <laughs> also, I... I mean, you know, you, we've all spoken about how many chances Kane was having. And he just came up against keepers having a very good day, or the host. Yeah. And he came up against Malta, and obviously he was playing just as well as he was playing in the other games, but. Possibly.
0: Very true. Yeah. Just
1: not as good in the
0: goal. Yeah, you could definitely argue that the Maltese goalkeeper is probably not Premier League level. <laughs> <laughs> he was doing my patio last week. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, well, whilst the defenders he was are in the bank. talking about the Luxembourg yeah. keeper and he managed to keep Yeah, that six, is true. Not, yeah, we, shouldn't,
0: so. we shouldn't knock the teams in that <laughs> tier of international football, especially Luxembourg, absolutely. What a result for them. Um, other individuals who did do well, uh, Rashford got an assist and a goal against Slovakia. And the reason I mention it is because obviously, I mean, we've kind of all sort of said this morning that, We don't really like watching England in the qualifiers anymore because it just kind of gives you this weird kind of sense of false hope that England are actually worth getting excited about at a major Mm -hmm. tournament. But with that particular game, England 1-0 down early on and Rashford, um, you know, changes the game late on, which is kind of what he's done for Man United as well. I mean, that, that to me just continues to show me how Rashford is the kind of player who, if um, I was looking at getting a, another United forward or if Lukaku was injured for example that he's a great alternative because he's clearly a player who mentally is in a good place would you say
2: is he, is he going to play though I mean Martial is a big risk with and especially with the Champions League coming up I think I think Rashford would be one of those in years to come who becomes like a, a 10 or 11 million pound asset once he sort of becomes a footballer yeah. we all expect him to be but I think for the moment I think price, and like you say, his his output will always be there in that United team, which is creating chances. But I just think that, that the Martial factor makes it so difficult to, to back him week in, week out. But yeah. if
0: Marcel wasn't there, then yeah, I'd, I'd be quite confident putting Rashford in.
1: How much is Rashford?
0: Uh, seven five, I think, still. Um, nothing's only price rises yet, so. Um. Yeah, as time coming in means that he's even less likely to, if Lukaku got injured. Yeah, I, I, think, I right. think 7 For seven point
1: five billion, I think it's a to have a chunk of money to have on someone that you're not sure is going to start and could be rotated it's, it's a bit they're not the
0: words of a gut man Jack <laughs> <laughs> that, that was quite thought out and calculated by you but this, actually we should point out actually speaking of your famous gut we were at, at Walsall on, on, uh, on Saturday and, and you would said on Friday to Beren on yes. Saturday morning to me Argar will get a penalty today and, and I rubbished it and I said that's definitely not going to happen half time comes they haven't been in the box at all and I said Jack I can categorically tell you they will not get a penalty and then yeah 85th minute I'll go get a penalty.
1: The funniest thing about that is, I, I cannot explain how I just, honestly, I've never had a feeling like it where I've just known something's going to happen. <laughs> and I, I, but the thing is, I was looking down, because I wasn't even working, I was just looking at other, other scores, yeah. like that um, And I didn't even know if this penalty had been given, and you, I think you realized sort of, oh, it's all. happened, it's
0: happened. But I was kind of more disappointed, I felt like an idiot, because I was like, but it was completely, it was, oh, it was out of nothing. Like, it barely even counted as a penalty. For those listening, he kind of got bundled over a bit too easier than, uh, than he probably should have done, but... You know, hey, no, that's for I another podcast. knows
1: I'm a betting man as well. Whenever I bet on that, you happen, done. So. whenever
0: your gut tells you something really weird that nobody believes, that then ends up happening, you've never <laughs> bet on it. So what a shame. <laughs> remember Stefano MacArthur Oh, Stefano Accardo. Last, last season, so yeah, we we, we who, were. Who, who, who's that? Who's he's the, he's a Watford player. You insisted he was yeah. backed. He he was not an Isaac success to put it that way. Mm. Um, we, we probably. I, I would <laughs> like to just talk about who else has done well over the international but We have kind of discussed the fact that doesn't really mean a great deal because, you know, people are playing Malta or they're playing Luxembourg and not scoring, for example. Um, but it's, it, I think it's still just worth pointing out. Um, one stat that kind of pops out to me is the fact that Northern Ireland beat Czech Republic 2-0 goals from Johnny Evans and Chris Brunt. So, you know, if you're looking at West Brom defenders who, you know, could be involved in, in, in out... Because I, I haven't seen the goals, but they're traditionally involved in set-piece work. So, you know, that's, the opposition is almost irrelevant in some ways. For me, that just continues to prove that their set-piece... Threat is, is especially at West, West Brom as well. And it's still worth considering.
1: There Brighton as well, which yeah, which is, isn't bad.
0: Um, Lukaku obviously scored a hatful of goals against uh, Gibraltar, but of course, you know, I think we would we probably would have scored a hatful of goals against Gibraltar. Um, Mesut Ozil scored for Germany. Um, the, the, the probably the, the standout um, in terms of individual effort was Christian Eriksen. Got two goals and three assists in g- games against Armenia and uh, someone else. Fair um, with me. Um, I think it might have been Norway but I have to double check that oh no it was uh, it was Poland so you know hardly poor opposition and I think the thing with Eriksen he's kind of he may end up being the heir to Kevin De Bruyne's throne a lot of people but this are is, the is interesting I
2: was, um, I, I was watching um, and I'd encourage everybody to do this watch Mark Southerns on um, uh, the official FPL channels and he was saying that because Ali is suspended for the Champions League matches yep. he is less likely to be rested less likely to be rotated in the Premier League that's a good point and he's cheaper and he scored twice in three games so I was very much looking at Ericsson as my go-to for the transfer this week for KDB but um yeah, Mark Sutherland has convinced me. You know that makes absolute sense. Yeah, yeah it does.
0: So. Yeah. How many games is he suspended for in Europe? Is it? I want to say three. Yeah, I think it is. Because I know that there's, there's Phil
2: Jones suspended. I think he's suspended for one, but I think Ali is actually going to miss the first three. So that means he should be safe
0: in the Premier League for weeks and weeks. Because it's the it's that really high tackle on someone in the game that got knocked out
1: in yeah, he had it was, the end of last season. Is that right? Yeah. Was it in Europe? It carries league? over. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I've got Ericsson, so I'm more than happy for other people to not. Well, I
0: think the key thing is that uh, he is the one who's earning more transfers, which I think is possibly yes. what fuels Mark Southerns' logic. There is the fact that people are going towards a player who could get rested, whereas there is an alternative option who's cheaper, not going to get rested, who uh, you know is, is more likely to play.
1: Talking about the internationals, the only thing that I really care about during internationals is that my players don't get injured. <laughs> and I think that's that's yes. uh, that's the biggest thing that I take from internationals.
0: I mean, we should point out that um, I mean. Personally, myself, none of my players are injured. I don't think any of your players are injured. Salah either. was a Salah was a doubt.
1: Really what? It was, it was a
0: doubt, a doubt for um, for tonight's um, Egypt game. Mm. But Ben Dinny, mm. what a legend he is with injuries, has and somehow Sire. has somehow made contact with Egypt's team doctor and discovered that he probably will play tonight, and the injury is not really a problem. So, um, the only one who actually has a slight problem is Andre Ayew, who I think got injured playing for Ghana. Um, but Everyone his, in their right mind is not backing West Ham players at the moment. Absolutely. So so the great thing is, is that, as you say, Jack, like you always look out for who's injured. Um, and at the moment, it appears that nobody is of any importance, no offence to Andre are you, or my dad who supports West Ham. So, yeah, which I mean, that, that is good news. But of course, we should, should point out that there, uh, at the time of recording is Tuesday. You might be listening to this a bit later, so you may be able to go and check what happened in these fixtures. But it's worth pointing out that there are still lots of fixtures on the 5th. So... Uh, Egypt, as we said, are playing tonight, so that's Hagazi and Salah. Uh, Ivory Coast are playing Gabon, Uh, so Eric Bailly will be involved in that, as will Wilfred Boney, possibly. Uh, Then uh, Kachunga, if you've got him at Huddersfield, he's in action for Congo against Tunisia. Marez in action for Algeria against Zambia. And Mane and Nyom in action against Burkina Faso. So there's, there's still a lot of people involved. In South America, you've still got games for Brazil, including Firmino, Willian, Luis, Jesus, and Richarlison, possibly. Aguero, Otamendi, Valencia and Chicharito all in action for Argentina, Ecuador and Mexico respectively. I think you've
1: named six of my players so I'm very heavily
0: touching words <laughs> <laughs> that no one else gets injured tonight. The, the handy thing about, um, it's worth pointing out, a lot of people have Chicharito, Mexico are in action on Wednesday night but West Ham's next game is Monday so we've mentioned last week that some players sometimes come back late from their matches, Chicharito may do that but because they're playing on Monday night he may still play so he's one player that if you have him don't worry as much as if you have the others I would say. Um, we've already alluded to him earlier on uh, we're going to talk about our favourite Newcastle player now and we ran a poll on our website last week asking you if you think we should call this section uh, take a chancel on me or Mbemba Mbemba your fifth defender and I can reveal that you voted for Mbemba Mbemba your fifth defender 59% to 41% so let's, let's move on to Cue the fireworks. Mbemba Mbemba your fifth defender there we are lovely. So, you no know, this week. What, yeah.
1: what, what day does Bonfire Night fall on this week? Because if, that, if that's on a podcast day, we, we need to go to town on that. It's on a Saturday the
0: eighteenth. So Saturday is the fourth as well. So Sunday the fifth. Oh. So we he could play on that day. And Bember and Bember. He could fifth defender on the fifth November. <laughs> like if, if Newcastle end up playing on that Sunday. <laughs> Back scenes. Oh, you, have, you have to. Like, it's written in the stars. Literally.
1: Captain him, triple yeah. captain. <laughs> written in the sky. Don't do that.
0: Yeah. yeah, don't triple captain him. Um, didn't play for Newcastle this week, uh, so we don't have all of the Premier League stats. But what no. we can tell you is that he played for DR Congo this week against Tunisia, and, and they lost 2 1. And he didn't. He Don't didn't
2: read too much into that, people. Yeah. He's the man. Yeah, Four he, million. He is
0: absolutely the man. He's either, he, I think he's the second most transferred in defender.
2: Entirely plausible Yeah, um, I believe. Yeah, because of
0: obviously his nine-point haul and his price tag, and uh, he still hasn't risen on it. I think. No, he's not risen yet. He is still. Um, we always like to talk about fantasy football fix. They run a great price prediction. Um, service on their website so go and check that out and it's still kind of working out because we think that FPL have changed their parameters for price rises a little bit this year so it's still working out a few kinks but it has been for the last week predicting that Mbemba could rise tonight so that just means that we think FPL are probably going to do it between now and and the beginning of game week 4 but they may not They've they've changed their parameters quite a lot they've they've been brutal with their price falls and they've been very stingy with, uh, with their price rises. So definitely keep an eye out. I mean, even at 4-1 he's still worthwhile, would you yes. say? Yes. I mean, he's still gonna be... Um, the, only, the only defender playing at that price. Yeah, exactly, because everybody else is uh, either four, if they were at 4-5 and they have fallen to four four, four three then they're probably not playing. Mm-hmm. So it's still worth looking at him. So a slightly shorter section on him this week, um, but uh, obviously Newcastle... He's still in our thoughts. Yeah, still in our thoughts. He's still here in spirit, you could say. Um, So before we move on to um, some sillier questions, we're gonna have two serious questions. Um, And we've already touched on deadline day, but we've got a specific question from Jason Bear, who says, would you recommend purchasing any players who moved on, he says, hashtag deadline day. So clearly, a Twitter lover there. Uh, Baron, would you recommend purchasing any Um, of those players? Off the top of my head, I like the look of Kieran Gibbs. West Brom
2: yeah I think he's is he good price is
1: he is he 4 5
2: I think he's 5 I think we double checked last week didn't we alright maybe less so then but um, to be honest I mean I don't really like anybody that's on from pet to <laughs> day to be honest because I mean, the majority of them have moved because A they're not getting games at their Premier League clubs or B because they've moved from a, another division so there's just far too many unknown quantities um, so Jason Bear asks would you recommend purchasing any players no I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend it at all, Jason. No, i would stick with what you know, allow the data to build. Jack, you are someone who
0: loves a new signing. What's your answer to that question?
1: Well, I, I, I raised a little chuckle in the office last week because I was playing my wild card mm. just to see what I would do. I didn't, <clears> I didn't <throat> submit it. Oh, right, okay. Um, and it's just, it's it, it it's a constant battle for me between the logic side of it and my gut. My gut <laughs> normally does outweigh my logic. But, but you predicted a penalty at the weekend, I Jack. I did, I did, it, right? so maybe I should do it. Maybe <laughs> do it. This just so much temptation in bringing in players that on paper seem very exciting and you almost it almost makes you forget that they might not feature, they might not play as, as mm. forward as you think they're going to play, that you don't know how they're going to fit into the system, especially coming after, after internationals which we spoke about last week, you don't know how they're going to feature in terms of, of that because they've been playing games for their country, so it's it's just such a big risk at the moment and I would strongly recommend to anyone, no matter how big your gut feelings are, just don't do it this week. Wow,
0: you were you were here when the gut man said that. Um, very we start next week's
1: that. podcast and you, you talk about the fact that I've used my wild card on Friday.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and brought in like Boney, Sanchez, the Ox, you know, all of them, all of the Deadland day signings. Can confirm Kieran Gibbs five million. So Yeah, maybe stay clear then. Yeah. Um, final question then on serious matters uh, from Sam Alexander who says, now that we know that Riyad Mahrez is staying at Leicester until at least January, is he worth investing in? Because that of course was the caveat when we looked at him before, obviously fixture run, isn't great, but in terms of longevity, eight five. How much is he? Eight five. Yeah,
2: no, not that a price point for me. You've got Pogba and Mkhitaryan, who are just tearing up the Premier League, and they're both still cheaper than Mahrez. You've got Mane and Salah, who are a little bit more expensive. Uh, the Tottenham lads are a million pound pounds more. I just think in that price bracket, there's some far better options, and I think you've got to wait for Leicester's fixtures to pick up a little bit and just see see how Mara settles after deadline day. I think.
0: Yeah, I mean that's the other key thing, isn't it? Is we don't know how upset he is with the fact that he couldn't mm. leave because of course he did leave Algeria's training camp to finalize some transfer to an unknown club that we're we we do not know it was possibly in London. Uh, we don't. We, we don't know. Okay. So we, there's a lot of unknown quantities there. You know, Craig Shakespeare might drop him for what for, for exactly exactly that reason. So. Um, I think the reason people are asking about him is just because possibly a differential because I think his ownership is still relatively low but mm-hmm. as you said it is weird isn't it that Mkhitaryan and Pogba are both cheaper than Riyad Mahrez who let's be honest hasn't really been a top player on SPL it, for about 18 but, months but
1: also let's not have European football I mean there's always a yeah. the chance he's going to be playing more yeah. regularly of course like you said you need to wait and see what, what the fallout is from his transfer not going through we've seen time and time again in the past players you know, try and force forward that is with, a very
2: good through. point you make though Jack Like, there will be a lot of players in that sort of um, up a mid table to mid table area where we'll we'll start looking when the rotation kicks in for the for the Champions League sides, won't we? They'll be we'll be looking at there in the past. We we'll looked at the likes of Matty Phillips, you know, people yeah. who aren't involved in Europe but play every single week, and you know they're going to get a guaranteed start. So, like you say, I mean, Maris could could well become a. let Leicester,
1: Leicester have impressed me with their attacking football so far this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, if if Mahrez can sort his of head out and sort of readjust the fact that he's going to be staying at Leicester until at least January, he could be a good acquisition in a few weeks. Time.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's encouraging signs there because. <clears throat> Uh, A lot of people, I think the reason this question is here is because he has done well, and people have compared him with Philip Coutinho and Virgil van Dijk and said, well look, hold on a minute, you know, you are all three of you linked with potentially big, big moves, Mara is possibly the bigger of all of them, and he, rather than, oh, I'm injured, I don't want to play, I want to force a move out, he's just got his head down and he's played and he's done well, as opposed to Coutinho who hasn't and van Dijk who hasn't, so encouraging signs. Yeah, I think, yeah, wait a few weeks to see yeah. how, how things go. Right, we're going to finish off then with some more personal questions. Because it's international break, not much football to talk about. Oh, just a chance to, to get to know us a little bit more. Get ourselves Hope- a little bit closer to the sack. Exactly. Well, yeah. <laughs> Baron, of, co- your- of course, last week, unlucky enough to answer the question, what's your least favourite thing about work? And he just about managed to, yeah. f- to come up with a, a, political, a politically correct answer, so definitely check that out from last week if you get a chance. Um, I'm going to go first this week because I think I went last last week um let's see what we get they're all some of some of them are football i said last week they're all football and then realized that you pulled one out about washing up or something so here we go so i've got the question would you rather ride a bike ride a horse or drive a car
1: another football question
0: yeah all the non-football ones are coming out um i wouldn't want to ride a horse i've just i've never done it so I'd i'd have no clue what i was doing i think um, I would probably go ride a bike because currently I still officially can't drive after I broke my ankle in January. So. I
1: can testify that's been your chauffeur this weekend. Yeah, exactly. All
0: the way to Walsall. Yeah, exactly. Jack had to come all the way to Birmingham with me for that, to go and see Argyle get a yeah. penalty. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go ride a bike. Sorry, that's a really boring question. I'd quite so to like to see you ride a to. horse
1: though. I think that'd be quite
0: funny. Uh, I'd rather not break, break your I ankle. was going to say, I'd rather not break my <laughs> ankle again. Uh, Jack, you next. Drum roll. Yeah, the question box of doom.
1: So mine says, what's your, what is your favourite game of sport, sorry, game or sport to watch and play? Well, football is my favourite sport to watch. But what I would say is since getting a job at the Herald, I started to cover a Raiders basketball team. And I fell in love with watching basketball. I, I recommend if anyone lives anywhere that's near a BBR team, give it a go. If, if your football team aren't playing, go and have to, if you've got young children especially, give it a go and see what it's like. Because it's a great sport to watch and it really is family friendly
0: that's a great answer very good answer and Baron is, is sniggering at his question I picked out if you could choose to do
2: anything for a day what would it be? <laughs> anything, not anything.
0: Like one. I love how all three questions that have come out again are absolutely nothing to do with football it's just it, it's a disgrace oh, it's barely God, even a football
2: podcast It's really record. really difficult because you know if my mum listens to this then she might not like my answer
1: <laughs> is uh, it not hang out with your mum? No. <laughs> everyone gets the questions where you need a bit of time to think about it it's, it's difficult I want mean, I, I like, to I, I wanna give, the,
2: I wanna give the listeners a proper thought out deep oh, answers,
0: he, he loves a thought out answer
2: if I could actually I've got a good one for you that a lot of people who like FPL relate to just play football manager Good.
0: Answer, like
2: yeah. you know beyond the obvious stuff you know like win the lottery or like <laughs> you know, have a day to spend a million pounds or something I think you know, just sitting at home maybe with the football on in the background just with a proper like 12 to 15 hour session <laughs> on
0: football manager that's it's days. just bliss yeah so that's my answer yeah i mean the great thing about football manager is you can do it for that long and it does not oh it just flies by yeah. i
1: remember at university the amount of days that i missed going to lectures because i was yeah. in the middle of a really good game <laughs> of football manager
0: yeah so that's uh, yeah anyone who's at university <laughs> at this point don't listen to jackson box on that one Right, lovely. So, more non-football related questions this week. Thank you, question box of doom. Uh, That brings us to a close for uh, our latest episode. Obviously, we've got uh, plenty of stuff on the website uh, that you can have a read. We've already got stuff about transfer deadline day signings. We're going to round up in more detail those who did well over the international break. And later in the week, we will have our usual stuff of... Uh, which players do you think you should have for game week four and who should be your captain as well. So keep an eye out for them.
1: I just want to add in again, anyone that's got any ideas for forfeits, please get them into us. We want to know what to do to David next week. Hey, so, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Watch,
0: watch, watch out. Watch oh. out.
2: Well, then Baron, you are due one. Yeah, you uh, are definitely due uh, one, Baron. The game week deadline for people is 11.30 Saturday. That's right, yeah.
0: It's no Friday, 1130
2: Friday games. 11.30 on Saturday. Yeah,
0: so we'll see you next week. <laughs>
1: Ben jij prijsbewust? Nu extra
0: MB's bij de Huawei P Smart. Voor 14,50 per maand, 100 minuten of sms'jes en 1500 MB internet tijdens de Ben Prijsbewust Weken. Kijk op ben.nl
1: Let op. Geld plenen kost geld.